Hey, welcome to the Street Shots Photography Podcast from Switch to Manual. I'm Antonio, and welcome to episode 85 for the middle of November 2018. We're a week away from Thanksgiving here in the United States, and uh, (laughs) everybody's going to get a little chubby from eating all the turkey. I know uh, my birthday is also the day after Thanksgiving, so there's going to be turkey, there's going to be cake. A lot of people and a lot of little bit of traveling. So, uh, you know, uh, for all those people who are doing traveling on Thanksgiving, please take care and be safe and have a good time. And uh, yeah, I, I always like this time of year. I, is, you know, my birthday is generally around Thanksgiving. Sometimes it actually lands on Thanksgiving, like it did last year. So that's a lot of fun because then when we have people over, it becomes kind of a birthday party, and it, it, it's it's always good. But it does mean that there's a lot of food around, and it's just a lot of Oh, man. So uh, and yeah, taking pictures, too, during the uh, during the holidays, Uh, I might take out my um, my instant cameras. Although, you know what? I have an issue with my Polaroid camera because last time I shot with it, it looked like the film was starting to fade. And I stuffed all the film in the freezer, hopefully to uh, refrigerator, excuse me, to keep the uh, colors from fading. I don't know if the. uh, the pack that I was using was totally faded or if, the, or if all the other packs are fading. I don't know. But I know that the uh, instructions say to keep the film, if you're not going to use it, keep the film in the fridge. Uh, I'm just so not used to using film and, you know, kind of forgot. So hopefully uh, I will uh, find uh, the the film hasn't faded or turned pink, which is what it seemed to do last time I used it. So, But I got a couple of other instant cameras i got one on well not kind of on the way the, the cardboard one that i was telling you about a while back called the jolly look uh it's it uses the uh fuji instax film i've got this it's it uses the smaller of the uh of the instant films about the size of a business card so it's kind of a cool little camera and then i've got another one from lomography which uses i can't remember if it uses the bigger film or not i think it uses the bigger uh square uh, Instax film. And so anyway, I can fire one of those up. I like doing those during the holidays because then it's not taking anything seriously. And then I always take a picture of the instant picture as part of the, like, that's how I share it as an object, you know, and I, I put it someplace and, you know, have a nice surrounding on it and take a picture with a digital camera. I don't scan them. I don't like scanning them, but uh, maybe sometimes I do just for archiving. Anyway, uh, I'm not going to go too much into an intro. Uh, th- on this episode, I got um, I recorded a uh, interview, kind of uh, with a friend of mine who I have actually not met in person, but we we've been on social media for quite some time. A uh, friend of mine, Alex Ford from uh, the UK, and he's a, a self-taught photographer. And I thought, you know what, I haven't I haven't talked to any photographers lately, and especially I haven't talked to any photographers who are self-taught and. Uh, you know, do this for a business. And anyway, he's uh, his story was a lot of fun because uh, he's an ex-soldier and he served in Afghanistan. And, uh, you know, coming, we had the, the Veterans Day holiday and Remembrance Day, Remembrance Day, excuse me, for the rest of the world that just passed. And I thought, well, you know what, let me have Alex on and uh, talk to him about his experience and how, what his path to photography was. And, and actually, because it was the first time we've ever kind of met, you know, in terms of talking, it was just a sort of a get to know each other, like in, in uh, you know, audio form. So I, I made a conversation with him and I hope you guys like it. That will be coming up in a minute. And um, what else? Oh, and I just did, uh, recorded a show with uh, 
on um, Shutter Time with Mac, no longer Sid and Mac, but with Mac. And we talked about photographer William Eggleston, who's uh, Eggleston, excuse me, who's considered the master or the uh, the start. Yeah, well, I say the master of color photography. It's not quite the right word, but the uh, person who started the color photography art um, movement in the 70s and 60s. I, I, you know, we we talk about it because I didn't quite understand his significance in uh, color photography history. So why don't you pick up that episode? It's it should be out by the time you hear this episode. If not, it's going to come out within a couple of days of it. Um, but check it out. It was a really good discussion with Mac and uh, I enjoyed it and uh, I enjoyed being on his show. So, uh, yeah, take take a look at that. So without further ado, here is my uh, kind of great chat with my buddy, Alex Ford. Yeah, so I'm starting now. So, uh, Alex, thanks for coming to uh, Street Shots Podcast. I mean, uh, it, it's a pleasure. And, Thank and you very take, much for having me. Yeah, and taking your 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 time. We're what five hours difference. So yeah, it's uh, yeah, it's mid after. Well, it's just after lunchtime here. Okay, so I want to make sure that I don't keep you from picking up your kids. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, I have the school run later on. Yeah, yeah. So we were just. Uh, talking about like how we hooked up and and i think we're 2018 so uh, I'm, I'm thinking it was Superstorm sandy that yeah. uh that we hooked up i mean it's possible we hooked up before that but th- things are a little fuzzy yeah i think possibly um we might have um, come across each other uh, on twitter originally possibly yeah um yeah. possibly me because i was that would be around about the time when i was starting to to take photos properly yeah so it'd be you'd probably one of the somebody that i've uh, found on twitter through taking photos possibly yeah yeah and And then i remember seeing your um post about you you being in the um um high-rise building whilst uh, super storm hit yes that i remember distinctly because (laughs) as the storm hit uh and i'm in this tall building in brooklyn and for some reason i guess it's not designed to uh, you know, for high winds and the building was shaking like an earthquake. And my, my wife and I were sitting there on the couch and I was live tweeting it. And, and, um, what happened was somehow you picked up in the feed and you said something like, you know, if you want to find out what it's like, you know, follow this guy. Yeah. 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 That, um, that was a Twitter account that, um, I had, uh, whilst I was in the military and it had quite a few followers, so it was quite. I just kind of pushed it out to those people so that they could yes. pick up what it was going on. <laughs> so, so check this out. Like, I'm I'm tweeting live, right? You're telling people to 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 listen to me. You're also telling me, I recall, like to stop tweeting too much because the Twitter police will shut me down. <laughs> I, I remember you saying that specifically, and and then the rest of the night, my phone was buzzing. <laughs> with people following me because you had such a large Twitter following, yeah. and and the phone's going, you know, because I have on vibrate, so it's buzz, 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 buzz. No, no, I have not vibrate. I have the the thing on, and so it's going tweet, 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 and I like I gained something like a, th- I don't know, like I think I got like eight hundred additional followers or a thousand followers. Yeah, that's that's the power of Twitter, isn't it? When when somebody with a uh, following themselves put something out then yeah, people yeah. just just go for it don't they and what the thing was though what you were doing was something that was so completely alien to us guys over here that oh, it was really? it was fascinating yeah 
Oh, you know, I didn't. I wasn't even thinking about taking pictures. I was too scared. <laughs> <laughs> Just stay away from the window. I, I, I remember did. saying to you, stay away from the window. Yes, I remember that. And I was like, I, I might have taken a couple of videos quickly, but uh, I was like, yeah, I'm not going near there because it was too <laughs> freaky. But uh yeah, and then, you know, just to sort of fast forward for a second, ever since you did that for me, my Twitter following had, like, reached a peak, you know, and I lost a few people because I think people were just interested in, you know. Yeah. Um, but I actually made a bunch of uh, UK friends through you. Um, oh. Yeah, and, and I've maintained, like, you know, a decent following. So when I look at my numbers, I mean, I don't have a huge following, not, not like you did, but um, I look at my numbers and a big chunk of those people are are from the boost that you gave me so um oh, well that's nice that they've stayed with you yeah yeah and i i really appreciate it and so and so somewhere along the line we we became facebook friends and we've been chatting back and forth and, and everybody yeah. in the audience this is the first time we're talking ever yeah in, absolutely in in meets in, well not meet space cyberspace but I, I i don't even know what your voice was like <laughs> <laughs> so um, so I'm really excited to have to, you know, to actually hear your voice, you know, but we've been like, uh, following each other socially media wise, and mm -hmm. you've actually, you know, uh, uh, let me into your personal life on Facebook, you know, cause I, you know, I'm following you there to, and, and following yeah. your photographer page as well. Thank you. So I'm, I'm honored, you know, to like, I, I know a little bit about your background, a little bit, you know, from the stuff that you share. Yeah. You know? So I feel uh, I feel honored by that. But uh, I wanted to. I, I'm, I'm I'm cramming to to look at your history a little bit before <laughs> before we started talking. <laughs> and I, I was talking to Mac last night. I'm always I'm always a last minute guy. I'm like, okay, I got to find yeah, out absolutely. a little bit more about you. But um, when I first met you, I don't think you said you weren't in the military, right? Uh, yeah, I, I'd left in 2012. Uh, at the end of 2012, I oh, left so the military. You were just at the end of it because Superstorm yeah. Standy was in September of 2012. Yeah. 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 So you're right at the end of it. But so uh, to set this up a little bit for the audience, like um, we followed each other on you know line, and we've been you know uh, social friends for for that long. Mm -hmm. And I think I think are we're getting more solid as we go along because here you are in my show. You you agreed to hang out with me this morning. Yeah, that's, uh, yeah, it's cool. And uh, I, you know, part of what, um, when I saw you at the beginning, I can't remember where I was seeing your pictures, but I saw you in the military. And and then I'm looking back, like I asked you a couple of weeks ago if you wanted to be on the show, and I'm looking back at sort of your arc, and you're in the military, and now you're doing photography. And I really wanted you, if you could, just sort of tell me that, that, that um, how you got from where you were to where you are a little bit, you know, in a nutshell. Mm. Well, you know, yeah. I mean, I, I don't really know because I'm like, I'm not paying attention to you every day and I'm not seeing the, <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm curious. So how did you well, go it's, from... It's, it's not a difficult story. Okay. Um, I joined the Royal Air Force um, in 1987, all those many oh. years ago. Wow. wow. Yeah. Um, and I ended up serving uh, 25 years. Um, wow. And... Uh, I actually uh, left the um, military, um, uh, taking voluntary redundancy. The the, uh, the government over here announced that they were cutting back on numbers, and um, my um, details fitted the criteria. So I volunteered to jump, and mm -hmm. uh, I, I took voluntary redundancy, and um, I, I left. Um, 
uh, that sort of came about because um, when would it be 2011 so about uh, 2009 I got promoted and posted uh, into a job that I really didn't like um, and was working on a helicopter base near Oxford in England mm-hmm. um, and I wasn't the busiest of beavers down there and I got a little bit bored mm-hmm. and it's very dangerous when I get bored because I start looking <laughs> for things to do <laughs> and so I started trawling on the on the service websites about uh-huh. things to do uh-huh. uh, and I came across that they were asking volunteers to go to Afghanistan Mm. Um, so I thought, well, it's better than sitting in here. It's got to be better than sitting in this office doing nothing all day. Um, so I volunteered to go. Uh-huh. Um, and I, I had what my boss at the time called my gap year. I, uh, I joined, joined the army for a year, basically, um, and went out to Afghanistan. Um, was to... it a cross-service kind of thing? You... Yeah, it was okay. like a joint service thing. Um, oh. I went out with the army um doing uh, reconstruction work uh-huh. um, basically it was working for um, a british department of the government called the department for international development where it's uk aid money gets spent overseas uh-huh. um, but it's in places where it's too dangerous for civil servants to go uh-huh. um, so they send um, military people over there instead okay yeah so it's kind of it's a, a really weird setup and it's kind of difficult to explain yeah, yeah. Uh, unless you're actually in the middle of it um so i ended up in in afghanistan um and um i was um i i loved taking pictures never taking pictures seriously i'd always had little cameras little small um compact cameras uh-huh. um and i took a little fuji compact out with me hey fuji man yeah <laughs> <laughs> and um it was a little tiny thing it had no viewfinder it was all through a screen on the back uh-huh. um i can't even remember the number of it now but it had a little flip case uh, a flip slider on the front yeah. and it was um waterproof and dustproof which is why i bought it so that if i fell into a, an irrigation ditch or something like that right, right, it'd right, be yeah. fine and it'd deal with the dust so i i um i took that with me and the best thing about it was that it could fit into the pouch on my um belt that oh, should yeah. hold a, a, a smoke grenade so oh. <laughs> I, I, I got rid of the hand grenade and put a camera in there instead. I like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, I was probably safer with the camera and it wouldn't have been good. Yeah. So um, <laughs> any opportunity that I got, I mm-hmm. would get the little camera out and just snap away at mm-hmm. anything that was there. And because my job out there was meeting locals and Mm -hmm. talking to the locals and dealing with them i took a lot of pictures of the local kids and the local uh, elders and just the the people wandering around doing their daily stuff in the villages that we would patrol Mm -hmm. through Mm -hmm. and as time went on as i came back i I really enjoyed the the photographs and the actual um the people side of photographing as well because it was Mm -hmm. an opportunity to engage with people yeah yeah and when i got back from the uh from the tour you get a little bit of a bonus and so i went out and i bought myself a a dslr Mm -hmm. Uh, i don't i don't say the name of it it was a canon (laughs) so it's okay um (laughs) we're 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 equipment agnostic here even though that's good that's good (laughs) so i i bought this dslr and i started taking photographs with it and um but what were you shooting sorry what were you shooting it, it, it follows the usual sort of stuff when when you start taking photographs with people firstly it was 
wife and kids right and then right. it was wife and kids and pets and then it was starts off and then you go through a, a, a process of taking pictures of flowers and then right. landscapes <laughs> you do the whole thing yeah okay. um and what was really good at the time there was a, a magazine out in the uk called photography for beginners mm -hmm. that was aimed at getting people from compacts through onto dslrs and um, it's interesting you talking about um, meeting up with people socially and on social media. That there are people that from the um, Photography for Beginners Facebook group that I became Facebook friends with way back in 2011, 2012, that I'm still Facebook friends with now. As oh, really? Well. Wow. Because, and, and I've seen them grow on their photography journey as well. Um, mm -hmm. And so you, you go through that journey of taking photographs of trees and plants and whatever. Right, right, right. Um, and then I um, I left the left the forces, mm -hmm. uh, and um, I left. As I said, I took the voluntary redundancy. I took that because my wife I knew was being. Um, she was also in the forces. She was in the army. Oh, really? Um, wow! And she outranked me. That's something that she never <laughs> lets me forget either. <laughs> so you were ordered to? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she was. She was leaving. She was. Um, she'd managed to get herself injured in about two thousand and nine. Oh, really? She'd oh. injured her neck, and uh, she'd got her a couple of vertebrae in her spine Oof. fused, and all that sort of stuff. Ouch. And um, she was getting um, nerve pain and complications from the uh, uh, surgery. And um, basically, she, she couldn't stay in the army anymore. So oh. they, they medically um, um, uh, discharged her. Yeah. So it worked out that I knew she was leaving in the October of mm -hmm. 2012. Oh. And I saw the uh, redundancies were going to leave with me leaving in the December of 2012. So mm -hmm. it kind of went, let's, let's cut, cut everything. Let's start afresh, start anew, and let's both leave at the same time. Uh -huh. And we'll just switch and, and flick to something else and see what else we can do. Let me quickly um, ask you, was the, the military was your job essentially? Oh, yeah, it yeah. was, it, it was the life. I mean, it was everything. I, yeah. it's, it's the only job that I ever really knew. Mm -hmm. Um, I joined at 17 and a half and oh, okay. yeah, left at 25 years later, whatever that is. My maths is hopeless. So, yeah, yeah. you know, okay, uh, so... it was the only job I'd really ever known. Um, oh, okay. Quite a lot of the time I'd lived behind the wire on bases and in married quarters and stuff like that on mm -hmm. bases. So it was like a major culture shock coming out into the, into the real world. And, the biggest culture shock that that I really had was when we moved into the house that we were going to live in. Um, we went up to the local doctors to register with the doctors, mm -hmm. uh, and we were sitting there waiting for this lady to come out with the forms for us to fill in. And we were sitting opposite the door, and there was all these old people kept coming in, and it was just this massive culture shock to us because <laughs> we never saw old people in the doctors normally. Because you you go to the doctors on base. And they were full of people exactly the same age of us, as right, us, right. in the same demographic oh, yeah. as us. Mm -hmm. And we just like, oh, there's loads of, there's old people in the world. <laughs> and and um, they kind of just like tilt. Uh, uh -huh. And okay. I kind of spent about a year um, looking after Therese and, and, and became her carer, full-time carer. 
because uh-huh. oh. um, she was uh, in a kind of a bad way for quite a while. Really? I'm sorry. To yeah, hear yeah. We, wow. we went through quite a while trying to get meds sorted and seeing what sort of surgery, if there was any to get and Oof. stuff like that. Oh, and, oh. you know, we ended up where we were. Um, and so I ended up in quite a dark place, really. Um, and uh, one day I was sorting out her meds um, and we had this big box of uh, tablets Mm-hmm. And it had been a really long day and I'd just got this feeling of total loss of control of my life. I mean, I'd gone from talking to, I was doing like a management consultancy type job in mm-hmm. the Air Force where mm-hmm. I was dealing with the squadron commanders on the on the aircraft through to the base commander and all that sort of stuff. And now I was sorting the washing out and doing it in the ironing, you know. Um, right, right. So I'd kind of lost focus and control and everything and i just looked at all these big box of meds and thought what would happen if i took all these meds mm. and i thought this that's a really bad thing to think you know, yeah that's yeah that's that's but, the worst kind of scenario yeah. that you can get to yeah. and, Understand, understandable too though but uh, yeah not, yeah but oof. not good and as a a total coincidence um i'm a member of a support group for um um, injured people mm-hmm. um, called the Band of Brothers and Band of Sisters and they sent an email out totally by coincidence that pinged up on my phone and I looked at it and um, it um, it said if you've got any kind of mental um, health issues they were trialling a new um, uh, counselling service and you could get in contact and so I did and I got talking to this um, lady called uh, Kaylee, mm-hmm. who um, kind of understood um, the military side of things. Yeah, um, was she was a civilian, but she was she'd been trained by um, Help for Heroes, which is a UK charity set up for service personnel, and she understood the whole thing. And she understood where military people came from and and their mindset and stuff. And um, we got talking and she sort of said, I, I would speak all the time in universals that I'm always sad, I'm mm-hmm. always down. Mm-hmm. And she would say, well, is there any times when you're not down? And she, we together we kind of identified that there were times when I wasn't down and wasn't, um, miserable and mm-hmm. I felt in control and that was when I was walking my dogs um, up the local hill mm-hmm. and she said is there anything that you like doing other than walking the dogs and I said well I do like taking photographs really? I, I've, I've always liked taking photographs and she said well why don't you take some pictures why don't you take the dogs up the hill and take some photos she said when was the last time that you took some pictures and I said I don't really remember um, I've got a camera, but I very rarely use it now. And she, she said, well, why don't I just get it out and take it with you for a walk? And mm-hmm. I did. And step by step by step by step, this mm-hmm. is where I am now. <laughs> wow. Wow. You know, the people talk about how important photography is to them. Yeah. To me, it, it really did, I feel, really save, did help to save my life. Save I mean, your life. It's, it, it's, it's not trite to say it. It did. Um, because whilst I felt out of control 
in the in the world when it came to a camera the image on the back of the screen mm -hmm. or the image that you get onto the computer i can control those yeah so for that brief moment in time i do have control over something that's and really I can sort thing i can control what i see and what i do yeah that's really interesting that you're saying that it didn't even occur to me that that um that i've thought about that in the same way uh not perhaps to your intensity because of your experience but that idea that when kind of the crap hits the fan that yeah. the one thing i can really control is what i'm looking at and what i'm yeah. choosing to snap a shot of or, yeah, exactly. or create you know and and um you know i've talked about uh, i think i was on on this show with my friend mac from the Shuttertime podcast we talked about photography as therapy and mm -hmm. uh you know the idea of going out and chilling with the camera is yeah. is like part of the way we get in touch with our, ourselves you know and yeah. so you're you're describing it being this life saving thing and that's not putting it you know i'm not making light of it no like, no it, no no it's right it is uh, and, uh, and and i i agree with the with the concept of the chilling with the camera because it doesn't even matter what you're taking a photograph of um you could just go out and take pictures and it doesn't matter you know you can go out you take pictures you look at them and you go well they were okay they're, yeah. they're not going to change the world but in the it's about being in that moment you know it's being, right. being there when you do that thing yeah. you don't even have to keep the pictures you can you know store them on your memory card right and right. then the next day when you take them out you can reformat your memory card and go out and take some different pictures on the right same just, right the, the act of the actual act of photographing it's the, the act of doing yeah i think yeah. that's the more important thing yeah yeah can i jump back in time for a second because oh God, yeah. I, I, I as i'm cramming for my you know looking at you I, I found that uh you were keeping a blog while you were in uh, afghanistan yes i was yeah yeah and and that um ended up getting you uh actually quite a quite a large following but yeah can you can you would you be okay talking about that a little bit that includes some of your photography and i know it ex included your experiences in afghanistan but uh we can talk a little bit about that um yeah um a lot of the photography that i took out there was really for me um, uh -huh. uh, and to to reinforce the the whole Twitter thing and the whole blog thing. Mm -hmm. um, the blog came around um, as a result of um, the the UK um, Ministry of Defence saying that they were they were not good at engaging with people, mm -hmm. um, and they realised that they needed people to be engaging with the civilian world. The the military world and the civilian world were getting further and further apart mm -hmm. and the the awareness of what people were doing in the military on a day-to-day -day basis was not good i still think it's not good actually yeah i can imagine there's still a lot of need for improvement yeah yeah um and they said basically that if as long as you followed certain guidelines you could start tweeting you could start blogging you could Instagram, Facebook, whatever you wanted, as long as you followed certain guidelines, right, right, you know, didn't yeah. didn't give away state secrets and stuff like that, and yeah. maintained a positive ethos, you could do this. And I, I thought, yeah, let's do it. Like, I could do that. I could do that. I could mm -hmm. really do that. And I really enjoyed it. I enjoyed <laughs> the 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 telling people what was happening and just the whole day to day thing yeah. of, of life. 
And then when I had the opportunity to go to Afghanistan, um, it was a way of being out there and showing everybody back here in the UK and around the world as well, that it wasn't all about fighting all the time. And what we were doing out there wasn't just about fighting the Taliban. Mm -hmm. It was about winning the locals and the individuals in the, in the country there on side so that they'd be able to take over and take on the Taliban themselves. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Whether that really happened or not, you know, let's, let's see. But, um, I, I had a good time writing the, the blog out there and letting people know about what we were doing on a day-to-day -day basis and, and the, the things that happened to us out there. Yeah, and let us know. Uh, let let people in the the rest of the world know what was, what the day to day life of somebody who was living in a, a checkpoint in the middle of, uh, the farmist the farmlands mm -hmm. of Helmand. What was going on? And it was great fun. You know, I'm just wondering how that like dovetails into your movement into photography because like a blog is something you can control, even though you can't necessarily yeah. control what you're reporting about, but you are controlling your message to the world and Yeah. And like have you actually now sort of combined the two? I mean, I know you're very no, active no. <laughs> <laughs> I don't mean the blog from Afghanistan, but but you mean like starting, you know, this this like this combination of the two, like showing, I know you're very active on, on Facebook and I, you know, we were there a lot, but yeah. this idea of like telling your, your like continuing the story of Alex now a civilian in the world with a camera and a, a story oh, to tell. I don't know. Um. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm putting it out there that maybe you want to start thinking about that. <laughs> I'd, I'd love to. Uh, I think time is a real factor, though. Um, uh -huh. As as where I am now with mm -hmm. the work that I'm doing. I mean, I didn't I didn't expect to be a full time photographer. Oh yeah. So when I left the military. Yeah. And when I took that voluntary redundancy, I didn't expect to be a full time photographer. I expected to be looking after Therese and maybe if I was lucky having something on the side to do. How's she we, doing we, now? We, we how's she how's she doing now? Let me ask. She's this. she's good. She's good. Great. She has good days and bad days, but okay. we've got to a level where we know how to deal with her pain, her disability mm -hmm. and okay. and how that, that fixes into our lives. And where I am and how I work, it, it allows me to be able to work and bring in an additional income. Yeah. Um but do it on my um, on my own um, um, level, if you know what yeah, I mean. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I can choose when to work and when not to work, uh, and fit that around. Uh, if Therese needs to go to the hospital or the doctors or an appointment or whatever, so right. it, it becomes really uh, being self-employed and being a full-time photographer is is really useful in the fact that it fits into the lifestyle. Yeah. So, you know, I need I want to say this to you because I really admire what you do, like the fact that you came from the military, you sort of that was your career. And then you you guys dropped that. And and now you're a career in photography, which like at the time that you're taking it up is a very difficult time, I think, in general for yeah. someone to say, hey, I'm going to become a photographer, you know, and I'm going to do. <laughs> I mean, it is because everybody's got cameras. Right. I mean, yeah, that's kind absolutely. of that's kind of like I mean, I would say 
not my, I want to say this is the wrong way to say it. It's not my downfall, but you know, I'm a career photographer who's moved out of it because everybody's got cameras, yeah. right? And then you're doing the opposite. You're saying, I'm going to put my faith in it. Now it's a light, it, it is a thing you can control. It's something that you found yeah. that moved you out of uh, a, a sadness and a depression, uh, destructive potentially. And then you turn that into a career and I'm kind of like, that's pretty amazing, right? And so I'm I'm gonna jump to like you're shooting now portraits, um, what, weddings I'm guessing, yeah, baby portraits, yeah, uh, like infants and and that whole gamut. How did you get a foothold in that? Like, was there not um, somebody doing that already? Or yeah, well, I, I need to emphasize that it wasn't uh, done on purpose. It's a complete <laughs> accident. <laughs> but you there love it. No, you, but you love there it. There's no master plan here. Right, I mean, but it seems like you know, really love it. I mean, I get the sense from from all the stuff that we I see you doing that you thoroughly enjoy this. I do, yes. Yeah, and it's that it's back to that it's people thing, because you know we we photograph everything as we're learning to to take pictures. We right, photograph right. things and places and whatever. But what really got me was photographing people. I I just love when I was in the military. One of my best jobs was uh, when I was a personal development trainer, and you could engage with people. And you could talk to people, and you could learn about them, mm -hmm. and you could, you could, you could feed off them as much as they feed off you. And um, I started photographing uh, people by accident. I basically, um, again, it was a, a, a Facebook thing. Mm -hmm. I was really bored with taking pictures of trees and and flowers, <laughs> and I just went, you know, I'd really like to take some pictures of people, and I just put onto my my Facebook status, if anybody's got anybody who wants some pictures of themselves taken, uh -huh. I'll come and take some take some photos. And um, a friend of ours, oh, I think it was a, I think it was somebody who used to cut my hair, actually, she said, Oh, my daughter, <laughs> would like some, I would like some pictures of my daughter. Uh -huh. So I kind of went up there with a couple of with, with a camera um, and um, a lens and a flash <laughs> and just took some pictures of her in the rain. I remember it was pouring down oh, with really? rain and they wanted pictures. She wanted some pictures of her under her favorite tree where she used to go. When in she the rain. There little, you go. In the rain. <laughs> and there's a picture of, I think the, the mum took a picture of me with an, holding an umbrella in one hand uh -huh. and holding the camera in the other hand. Uh-huh. Um, so yeah, that kind of happened by accident and I just really loved taking photographs of people and by, again, by accident, I think it was, um, I photographed my nephew when mm -hmm. he'd been born, mm -hmm. um, and thought, oh, this is great. This is lovely. Cause it's like photographing people and you can talk to the grownups and mm -hmm. you can take photographs and you can put the babies in these really cute poses and stuff like that. And by accident, I started taking photographs of of babies, really, oh. um, and the, the really good thing about that is we started that in about 2015, and that was when Therese was kind of coming out of one of her worse, worser phases, mm -hmm. and we were kind of getting to a level where we knew where she was with her pain and stuff like that, and she could join in too. Oh. Excellent. So, so when it came to taking photographs of, of babies, I could take pictures of them and she could pose and basically cuddle a baby. I mm -hmm. mean, who, do, who doesn't want to 
John, where you can cuddle babies all day. It's, <laughs> it's ace. <laughs> and so we, we kind of started in our living room. Um, we set up like a bean bag with some continuous lights. Uh-huh. And she would uh, pose the baby on the bean bag. Uh, and I would take the photograph and then we would change the pose and stuff like that. And as time moved on, um, we ended up converting um, like the, the top floor of our house mm-hmm. into uh, a mini studio wow, so that the nice. um, upstairs bedroom became uh, a studio room. Uh, and it's got loads of storage in there. It's got a bathroom in there. Um, so it's got a permanent, we've got a permanent uh, background and permanent floor for uh, the photographs. Yeah, um, yeah. So and over... then out here on the on the landing, I've got my office set up and we photograph babies and then we photograph older kids and then it kind of, progressed on is this is this something that you do locally or is it people yeah. are coming from yeah yeah well we, we live in the middle of um nowhere really <laughs> 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 uh, we're not far away from a town called shrewsbury uh, in uh-huh. in shropshire uh-huh. um which is a smallish um county town um and it's there's a lot of farmers, and it's a very rural community out here. So if you're in if you're in the middle of nowhere, how how are you getting people? Like, is like the people must be coming to you then? Yeah, we, right? I don't know. I don't know how we get them. Uh, right. Do you know? I I do know how we get them. It's word of mouth. Actually, it's word no. of mouth. Yeah, it yeah. is word of mouth. I mean, yeah. we 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 have a, a very busy Facebook page, uh, and Instagram, and. Um, we we use that quite a lot, and I use Facebook advertising as well. Mm-hmm. Um, just posting in Facebook groups, you know, the local buy and sell groups. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, just to get the word out there yeah. that we exist, and then we get enough of a turnover to keep us busy, um, and we great. get referrals from other parents who've come to us, and they say, "Oh, they're in a baby group with." Yeah. mum's in a baby group okay. and she says oh he had some photographs done with with this guy who's really good and his, so his wife you, are really good and they, you almost yeah. it, it sounds i'm gonna say you cornered the market but it sounds like you've got a good foothold in this in this, we're, we're in happy. this business yeah, yeah we're, we're, we've we've got a level of business that keeps us active and busy yeah um and it provides an additional income to our military pensions mm-hmm. um and then in what seemed like a good idea for me i decided to start taking pictures of, of weddings as well and um, how's that going for you i really love taking photos that's of that's so cool to hear because <laughs> you I know just you love could... the whole day of it yeah i um to to throw myself into the mix a little bit just that i i don't shoot weddings and i generally like scare the shit out of me <laughs> Excuse me for saying, I usually don't say the, that word, but on my show, it's usually a PG show, but I had to say it scares the crap out of me <laughs> because like, I just know, you know, I don't do it that often. And I know like it, you can't mess up. It's like one of those things that no. you just, you, you don't have time, but I, I've always enjoyed the pictures from it, especially, um, seeing really good photography at a wedding and, and seeing all that, you know, again, it's in the moment, it's the joy 
It's yeah. it's not the past and and it's not the future, even though it kind of represents both. But it's this moment in these people's time. Yeah, and exactly. I I just so much love the energy. I mean, like I'm assuming you get the en you get energy from the people that you're photographing. Oh, as absolutely, well, right? I yeah. get. I I very rarely come home from a wedding tired. I'm 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 yeah. Let's do. It. It's been a great yeah, day. Yeah, yeah. I can just imagine that, and uh, you know, um, having that like feedback you know the energy from them and it goes into you and then they they see your pictures yeah. and you get more energy from them yeah i mean that has to do something great to your psyche yeah it's it's good because you don't really get sad people at weddings you know no no, no. everybody's there to have fun and enjoy themselves and let them let their hair down and um they're happy to talk and to to be um talked to and mm -hmm. to listen and to to be listened to and and i like to do that um not just with the bride and groom but with the with the rest of the guests as well just to to talk and 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 learn about them and to capture their what they're doing on that day as well because yeah. quite yeah. often i find that brides don't want what they were doing captured they want to see what other people right. were doing whilst they were wrapped up in what was going on right right so yeah. they're, they're happy to get like the the documentary side of the wedding photography done right because essentially you're their eyes and you're their eyes yeah. they can't yeah, see we, like you know i'm sure you know that's from your own wedding right like you the day goes by the that yeah. day goes by so fast yeah and you don't get to the plate of the shrimp because someone else is eating the shrimp <laughs> and you don't get to see you know uncle so-and-so because they're all the way on the other far end yeah. and you're making these rounds and then you're done and you settle down and you can look at the pictures and you say, Oh yeah. yeah you know? And so you're, you're the bride and groom's eyes. Yeah, that, that's right. Day, you know? Um, and I always say to, to brides, it's, it's not my shoot. It's not my wedding. It's their wedding. And I'll take photographs of whatever they want and, and however they want, as long as it fits in with my style and, and you know, it, it works for me. Right. Um, right. so if they want those formal documentary recording of the day, in the formal groups, I'll do that. I, mm -hmm. I, I, I like that as just as much as taking candids throughout the day. But if they want candids as well, that's just lovely. Oh, that's great. And so, you know, I'm, I'm guessing from what I hear what you're talking about that, yes, it's, it's a job on top of your military pension, but it doesn't feel like a job, does it? Oh God, no. I mean, <laughs> I mean, it's like you're doing you know, what you it's love. It's great fun. It's yeah, great yeah, fun because yeah. you can laugh with people and joke with people. And, you know, you'd, even if you're trying to organize group photos, you can still have a laugh and a joke with people whilst you're yeah. doing that. Yeah. You know, and as long as it, that very British self-deprecating way of, <laughs> of doing it, then people love it even more. Oh, gosh, yeah. Um, so you get to tell me, what's the secret to folding babies up? <laughs> I'm, looking, I'm looking at your pictures and these I'm like, huh? Patience? Patience. It's it's basically holding them in that position. Oh my gosh! Until Almost... until they stop resisting. Oh basically. boy! But they they seem mostly asleep, right? So, yeah, yeah. You know, I'm like you're folding these kids into these little bundles and these. I'm like I don't understand it. I guess kids are you know babies are pliable in some yeah. way, but you know. So wow. when it comes to the newborns, we like to photograph kind of in the first two weeks, really, when uh -huh. they're really very sleepy for a hatchling. start. Hatchling, yeah, they're hatchling. And, yeah. and secondly, they're so um, malleable because yeah. they've just come out of the womb, you know, they're so curly and, and, and still quite often we get babies that are still 
quite happily form go back into that fetal position uh-huh yeah because they're so new to the world they haven't yeah. learned that, that they can stretch out yet yeah um yeah. that you just kind of push them into that position gently i emphasize the gently yeah and then kind of <laughs> hold them in that position uh-huh. and and the way that we work is is kind of different from most newborn photographers is, is that there are two of us yeah so Therese will put them into the position and mould them into that shape mm-hmm. and will hold the, the the legs and the arms in that position, for instance, yeah. until she feels there's no resistance. And she'll say, right, okay, the, the baby's ready now. And then I get the camera ready and she will let go and jump out of the way, you know, pull herself <laughs> out of the way and I snap and then move position and snap and move position and snap again to get five or six frames out of one pose and then we can kind of move on into the next pose uh-huh wow so let me ask you um why why do parents uh like these kind of pictures do you know and you you're you're on the you know you're in the front i hate Excuse me for saying this, but like the front line of baby photography. And I, I'm, <laughs> yes. I'm sorry to say that like that, but but I'm always so curious. Like, what is the what do parents get from that kind I of think, picture? Do you know the phrase that I hear most often when talking to parents about them? They just say it's adorable, mm-hmm. and that really I, I know you guys over that side of the Atlantic say it a lot. But it's not really a very English word to say. Really? Yeah. Oh. Huh. <laughs> okay. It's strange, but it's true. Uh, and they just look so innocent and pure. And I think it's so gentle uh-huh. and calm and and simple. And that's kind of what the way that I like our baby photography to be is is gentle and simple and calm i mean when we're photographing in the in the studio the thing that i say is we want an an air of calm in there so it's it's relaxed yeah so that the parents can come they sit down on our sofa and they can relax for a couple of hours whilst we do the photography Mm -hmm. and we don't have older kids there whilst we're doing newborns they just come along with the newborn themselves and it's calm and quiet and relaxed and simple and we just like to keep it that way and it's it is kind of relaxing for for us as well as hard work at times yeah yeah but it's part of the reason that we 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 like doing it because we we love newborn shoots and it goes back a little bit to what you're saying before about you're in total control yeah way. that's you know? that's it but it's it's kind of a challenge as well because yeah, you're yeah. you're taking on this little individual who normally has full control over their environment by just screaming. Right. So, <laughs> it's the calm before the storm, right? Yeah, <laughs> kind of, yeah. So it's it's not only the fact that you're posing the mm-hmm. baby, you've got to actually um, take the, the, the baby that's awake and m- might not necessarily want to go to sleep, right. might not necessarily want photographs taken at that time, and you've got to challenge yourselves to do that. And um, as I say, we we work differently to most other photographers in that there's two of us, so we can kind of split the workload. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. the trays worries about the baby, and I worry about the photography. Technical stuff. How long does it, it? How long does a typical session take? Three hours. We, we cap them yeah. at three hours. Yeah. I mean, we've had we've had shoots that 
of where we've taken nothing in two and a half hours mm-hmm. because the baby has just screamed for two and a half hours and yeah, then yeah. they've gone zonkos to sleep and then we've done a whole <laughs> a whole shoot in 30 minutes <laughs> uh, or we've had shoots where the babies come in and they've been asleep in the car seat mm-hmm. and they we get them out of the car seat and we strip them down put them on the beanbag and you know put a couple of wraps around them and we get the shoot done in an hour and a half mm-hmm. before they wait even wake uh, wake up and want some food but we we do say three hours is a maximum because everybody's got stuff that they want to do right, in their lives right. other than yeah sit there with with babies what do you do like two you can do up to two shoots a day or are you just generally no one? we only ever book one shoot a day okay oh good because, so you're not really going crazy with like no spending time. again nice. we we'd like to we like to work it so that we um are able to offer everything to mm-hmm. the clients that come in that day so that they're our focus for that day so we're not thinking about the next client coming through we're nice. never looking at the nice. clock saying yeah. oh by the way at one o'clock we've got another client coming in so we've got to finish here at twelve thirty at the latest we'd never do that um we we always say that we're focused totally on that baby and those parents for that day that seems like a smart idea because that also makes you more personable because you're not they're not just you know okay next you know again and it's all about the experience for the parents it's all about that calm relaxed experience where they can sit down um with a cup of coffee or a cold drink from the fridge and they can help themselves to those as they go through the the session and Mm -hmm. they can watch us and quite often we're getting new parents who've never had a baby before and they come in and they go like, oh, you've, got, you've got her to sleep. You know, you're coming home with us. <laughs> Can you come around at three o'clock in the morning? Yeah, so. nice. <laughs> oh, that's great. Yeah. And um, you like I know you do some some posts on it. I don't want to go too deep into that just because it's not, you know, we both talked about like not being too technical, but uh, your pictures take on a little bit extra afterwards. I know you work in light. Yeah, there's you know. a lot of posts. Well, when it comes to it, I, I a newborn shoot is mainly in post, really, um, yeah, yeah. because you get babies through with the, the full gamut of, of skin conditions. From, right, right. You know, from having forceps pulling their heads out of <laughs> out of mum through to oh um, uh, yeah, yeah. babies who suddenly decide that they're allergic to milk and yeah, that sort of yeah. stuff. So you get the full range of, yeah. of skin issues, and. Whilst most of our parents come through, they want kind of a natural look to their child. Mm-hmm. They also want the baby to look at its best. So I'll say to a parent that we'll take away anything that's not permanent, if you know what I mean, right, on, the, on right. their face. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah, yeah. so if they've got like milk spots on their nose right. and across their, their cheeks, what I'll do is I'll calm that down because that's that's a newborn trait. Right. Um, but if they've got like a, a pimple or a, a scratch where they've, they've cut themselves with their, with their fingernails or something right. like that, or they'll scratch themselves, then I'll take that away in post in, in Photoshop. Right, because it wouldn't generally be there. It would, no, exactly. It's not their part of their being. It's uh, really the aim is... And the aim is to create some art for their wall, really, right, at the end right, of the day. Right. But it, it, the, you know, I want to say the ethics of it's not the right word, but the sort of creed of like, I am just, you know, if it's not there, usually 
it goes. Yeah. But if it's something that's part of them, that's part of their their personality, yeah, the, that's something that uh, we with, work with, we keep. And, and yeah, with newborns, between the eyebrows, you get a thing called a stalk bite. Um, it's kind of a red mark, mm-hmm. and it over time it slowly fades away. And again, some parents will say, "I don't want that. I don't want to see that. Can you get rid of it?" Uh-huh. And other parents will say, "That that's that's him. I want to keep that because I want to remember him right, having right. that." Right. Um, so I always say to the parents, when it comes to editing, what do you want? Do you want the full Vogue, or do you want them to stay as they are, or do you want somewhere in the middle? And mm-hmm. invariably, parents will say, "We want something in the middle. We want oh, we want them to look their best, but we also want them to look like they." A newborn as well, right? And you're gui- you're guiding them through this process. Yeah, right? you, well, you have you know? to. You yeah, can't. Yeah. You, they don't know what they want, really. Right, at the right. end of the day, they don't, yeah. they they don't know the process of what goes on. So yeah. So can I just also I've been wanting to ask you, you you're this all sounds like self taught. Oh God, yeah. <laughs> so you're like you're uh, at some point you just jumped ahead to 2015 and you said you had lights and stuff like that. So all this time you're like accumulating equipment and the skills and yeah. and then you're doing all the post processing. Yeah. How how are you how are you doing that? Uh YouTube. Really? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, um I'm a big fan of of YouTube tutorials. Yeah. Um I like the Flurn guys a lot. They they they're really good. The who guys? Uh there's a, some guys called Flurn. Never heard of them. Okay. Well, um, they are colonials like yourselves. <laughs> type it in type it into the message thing on the on Okay, because that way I can have it as a note. I'm, I'm jotting yeah, something. I've put it up for you. Flurn, it's cool. Oh, okay. Yeah, they, they do lots of like um, tutorials mm-hmm. on Photoshop. Um, so, like how to do frequency separation or yeah. skin smoothing, that sort of stuff. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and then again, what I j- tend to do is I've got a little um, bracket on my desk where I will put my iPad and I will have that with YouTube on the left hand side. Mm-hmm. And then I'll have Photoshop with an image on on the Mac, and I'll look at what the guy does on YouTube. I'll pause that, and then try and do that on the screen myself. Okay. Swear a couple of times. <laughs> yes, um, of course, of yeah, course. Yeah, that's yeah. part of the process. And then just kind of dive back and forth, back and forth. And the yeah. same with learning a new photography technique or something like that. It's uh, I will YouTube it, YouTube it, YouTube yeah. it, and then try it out and then go, well, I don't know how they did that. And then think about how, how, how I did it, you know, mm-hmm. how, how they might've done it. And, and as you say, self-taught. Yeah. It's interesting. Cause you know, I come from the world of where I actually went to school for all this stuff, you know, right. and, and, and people still go to school for this, but yeah. I, I kind of like the, that people are putting out all this information out and sharing it. Cause yeah. it, it's just a great thing. But I want to ask you at some point you're going to like, you're watching other people do this stuff for you and you're training from them, but what your, your voice is going to come in someplace, right? You're going to sort of like, like every student does is that they, they move away from their instructor and they yeah. begin to grow and learn. And I'm yeah. wondering, are you seeing that happen with your work now? Are you like, Oh, this is the kind of style I want. This is what, what I resonate with. This is what, like, is that starting to happen? Has it happened already? No, it's really interesting. Um, a couple of friends of mine have said, oh, that's your style. And I don't see it. I just ah. see what I take. Okay. I don't see myself has it, having a style. Certainly when it comes to weddings, I don't, I don't see what my style at a wedding is. I just look and take a photo. Mm-hmm. 
So I guess that just must be the way that I look at the world. But they look at it and go, oh, that's so one of your pictures. I, that's just... That's interesting, yeah. That, that's your style. I think I said that to you on Facebook. Mm. Uh, perhaps. I, I'm, 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 please forgive me. <laughs> I'm not sure. this, I have this memory of seeing a picture of one of your kids. Uh-huh. You have a daughter, right? Yes. Yes. And yeah. I think I, I made the comment to you, of course, in my, you know, being a, a, a Fuji gearhead that I think, you, you know, a Fuji camera in your hands would be, a, you know, a wonderful thing to see. <laughs> do you remember that? I do. Yes, I remember oh, that now. Yeah. But I, 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 I couldn't find the picture. I'm having a hard time finding that shot. But I looked at it and um, there was something about it that. I think for like what you're saying about your friend saying is like your style. It's like all like your voice popped in my head when I saw that picture. Now we all take like, I, you know, I look at my pictures and I'm like, what is my style? And like my street photography is really becoming my thing, but my other stuff, like, I love that by the way. I love watching your stuff. Uh, I I don't know. I don't know how you pronounced it, but you like that Cortella road. Cortellio. Cortellio Cortellio road. Road. I love the pictures from down there. I just think that's fabulous stuff. Thank you. I mean, that's a, that's a project, you know, everyone's like, when are you gonna make a book about it? I'm like, I'm getting to it. I'm getting to it. But you know, I, 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 you know, cause I want to say you're a relatively new photographer. You've gone from military to this career, which I'm so excited about, like, like happy, not happy for you. It can't, you know, you really can't be happy for somebody. I'm really happy in seeing you do this, this is such a cool thing. And I get so excited. I mean, that's why I'm so happy to have you on the show. Thank you. Because you're, you're kind of like doing this thing that um, I, I want to see other people do. Right. Mm-hmm. And so anyway, you know, this, this, this picture pops up and I, I see it once in a while. I go through your, 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 your feed and stuff like that. And you know, the baby pictures I see and like, you know, they're becoming something of you, but then the mm. shot of your your kid was something else. It was like it caught my eye, and that's why I made that comment. Only because, you know, I th- there's a connection I have with a Fuji camera or the camera itself, and like and with the people, and it brings me closer to it. Anyway, I was seeing that in your in your shot, and so having like this, like as you grow, like mm. you start to find your visual voice, whatever that yeah. is, and I get the sense that I'm like. I'm watching you, you know, over the course of years, like this is happening to you. And there's very few people I follow, like a lot of people I follow have already been photographers for a very, very long time. And so I didn't get to see their, their growth, right? you know, and, and I'm seeing it with you and, 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 it, and it excites me endlessly, oh, you know, that's really nice. And, uh, <laughs> so I, I look forward to seeing where you go further and how you explore yourself through your pictures of, of the, uh, the infants and, and the families and especially the, in the weddings as, as well. I'm really yeah. curious, but, but I would love to see those pictures that your friends are pointing out. That's your style. You know, because <laughs> I wonder if I'm seeing the same thing. I'm really, really curious about that. But where do you see yourself going in like, you know, five or 10 years? Like what's the, what's the Alex Ford path, you know? <laughs> precious time just, photos path you know yeah i just want to take photos yeah i just want to keep taking photos um and i just never want to lose the the feeling that you get when you take a photo and that feeling that you get when you've taken a good photo and you know you've taken a good photo as well when you've absolutely nailed it um there's uh, a 
guy I want to give a shout out to called Neil Ridley over here in the UK. He's a, a wedding photographer um, and he's also a, a really good photography instructor. And I've done a couple of courses with him and he's he's got that enthusiasm for teaching as well, for teaching for photography. Uh-huh. And he's and he loves it when he sees people try things that he's done, and he puts YouTube tutorials out. And I I, I was so happy to have nailed a photo uh, of a couple at a wedding through a fountain with side lights and gels and all this sort of stuff, all the magmod gear mm-hmm. being used. And um, it was really great to see that and to actually nail it to have done the research into what I needed to do it to the the control factor of the settings to get it all set up, to get it practice ready for the bride and groom to come in because we had to grab them out of the party where they were dancing Mm -hmm. because it was late at night to get them outside and get them there into position and then take the photo and then to deliver it to them afterwards as this absolutely nailed photo it just felt so good and i don't want to lose that i mean yesterday i did a shoot with um a bride-to-be whose wedding is on saturday Mm -hmm. and as i was going through i just i know i'm nailing this shoot and (laughs) that's such you know when you get when you get a great feeling like that yeah that's the sort of feeling that i don't want to lose about photos let me ask you do you still uh take your camera out when you walk the dogs yeah take, i do um, still take pictures of trees and flowers yeah i do um, um i use i shoot in the studio and on weddings with big heavy uh nikon uh, d750s mm-hmm. and sigma primes and they're so big and heavy to take out that i've um i bought myself a little olympus um and i i've is always it, had a is it the pen uh, no, no, oh. it's an OMD, oh, okay. an OMDEM10. Mm-hmm. They do love their uh, initials, don't yeah. they? <laughs> uh, yeah, it's an. Uh, years ago, I had an OM10. Mm-hmm. It was the first um, SLR camera that I had many years ago. Yes, was, yeah, uh, yeah, was yeah. an uh, OM10, um, and I saw one for sale as a, a second hand, and I thought, oh, I'll have one of those, uh, and I bought it and the lenses were rubbish the the, the <laughs> kit lenses were just awful so i went on amazon and i got a, an adapter and i'm using um an old pentax uh, 50, uh, well, let me just get it up here yeah it is a pentax 24 sorry 28 mil mm-hmm. uh f 2.8 nice nice uh, auto sorry manual focus yeah yeah um kind of retro thing lens on there um with the crop factor and stuff like that it yeah, works yeah. out as around about a 50 mil um so it's kind of like shooting the old style um uh, slr camera yeah but having the benefit of having the digital as well yeah and i love it I, I, i've got a big long strap and i throw it over my shoulder and take the dogs for a walk and the dogs get um uh, annoyed at me for making for me making them sit and <laughs> <laughs> taking taking photos of small, the dog. small price to pay for food and shelter i think yeah i think that you know they, they can accept that i'm sure they yeah can. well i'm glad to see that you're still doing that and uh and uh you know hopefully you don't delete those pictures but... no i i do i do keep those and and it's great because 
Lily now has gone through the, the she's gone through the photographer's child syndrome uh-huh. and has come out the other side of it where she doesn't mind having a photograph taken now, Good. Good. and she's quite happy to be um, a, a subject for photos now. Nice. Oh, all right. Hey, I don't want to. You know, we've been. I could go probably go for another hour. Yeah, <laughs> I'm just realizing. I'm like, gosh. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah, I have to go to work soon. Sorry. <laughs> you pull <both> think. <laughs> I know. I know. I know. Um. Hey, Alex. I want you to sort of keep an uh, open calendar at some point because I'd love to come back and talk to you some more about this. Yeah, that'd be lovely. Your this this sharing of your journey, um, especially the hard times that you had. Uh, I really uh, appreciate the the honesty and, and stuff like that. That's kind of how I was hoping the conversation would go. We'd get into the real nitty gritty about what it means to, uh, yeah. to, to well, be it's, life. It's been a pleasure. Yeah. yeah. So, Hey, why don't you tell, um, people who want to look for your stuff where they can find you? Okay. Um, so if you want to have a look at my photography, uh, weddings photography website, that's, um, alexfordphotography.co.uk. That's all one word, Alex Ford Photography. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the um, babies and families and newborn stuff is under preciousTimes.net. Great. And okay. it, always on Facebook, if you uh, do a search on Facebook for Alex Ford Photography, you'll find either my wedding photography or, or the, the newborn stuff through there. You're still on Twitter? Uh, I, I actually went on again for about an hour the other day and got freaked out by all the changes okay. uh, <laughs> and went, oh my God, I haven't been on here for about three years, four uh-huh. years. And I went, yeah, I think, I think we can step away from Twitter Okay, now. good plan. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Alex, it's been, uh, I'm so happy. This is the first time I'm talking to you and you're on yeah, my show been... and, and, uh, I feel that I'm really, uh, honored to know you and, uh, oh look forward to future friendships and maybe some point meeting in the real space that would be really lovely it would be really lovely i've really enjoyed this and it's been great talking to you for the first time yeah and and i appreciate you spending your morning with or afternoon with afternoon (laughs) sorry i'm like the time zones are so crazy but uh, i really appreciate it alex it's no problem thanks a lot for coming on and uh no thank you we'll talk to you later cheers then cheers bye 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 that was great of Alex to join me and telling me about his story. It was really uh, eye-opening, and he was really frank, and I really appreciate that. And Alex, thanks so much. And, you know, I'd love to have you on the show again, obviously. And anyway, that's the show. Uh, the next one will be uh, end of November. Uh, I'm really seriously thinking about uh, doing more episodes. In fact, I did uh, a recording while I was walking through Greenwood Cemetery again, you know, more photo thoughts. And so maybe I'll release that as a separate little, uh, you know, kind of mini episode. Uh, I'll make it an episode because it's it's long enough. But, uh, you know, I'm really wanting to start to put more into the podcast. So uh, you know, if you get any feedback, if you want to hear me more than twice a month, let me know at, uh, you know, you can drop me a line on Twitter. So anyway, uh, again, this is uh, um Another month I've gone by and not really put the website back together again. The Switch to Manual site is still under construction. It's been a very busy month, and so uh, I got a lot of other outside work I'm doing. So the, the website's not a priority. But anyway, you get the podcast. And, you know, switchtomanual.com will be up and running. I got a bit of a break during the winter break and uh, during the uh, Christmas holidays. And my plan is to work on the site 
get it up and running. So anyway, uh, you can always watch out for me on uh, Twitter, which is uh, at switch, the number two manual. So switch to manual. Also the same on Instagram. And if you want to follow my personal work, it's at AM Rosario on uh, Instagram and Twitter and amrosario.com on my website. So uh, anyway, so thanks for joining. I hope you enjoyed uh, this uh, chat with my friend and uh, I'll try to bring you more hopefully in the near future. I love doing that and maybe some uh, some you know group uh, photo roundtables. You know, I'm working on a whole bunch of ideas in my mind. So, <laughs> you know, anything you guys want to hear, let you know, just drop me a line any of the social media, you know, Facebook or, or Twitter, and uh, let me know what you guys think. So anyway, have a great holiday. Those of you who are celebrating Thanksgiving, have a wonderful, uh, don't eat too much, be safe, and uh, I will see you on the other end, and have a great holiday. Bye-bye.